This is Pastor Kerry Willis. I welcome you to this episode of an Open Door podcast. I'm very humbled that you would take time out of your day to lean in with me and to listen. I share things that have moved my heart, and I pray that that's good stewardship on my part and that it will make your life different, encourage you in ministry, and let you know that you're highly valued. Today's episode is our friend, and she also is part of the district staff, Pastor Lynette Thomas. During the summer of 2023, our NYI, Nazarene Youth International District Summer Camp, invited Pastor Lynette Thomas to be one of their evening speakers. The message was recorded uh, by another staff member, Danielle Cook, and she sent it to me, and it moved my heart so deeply that I thought I cannot just keep this for myself. And so you're about to hear that message that Pastor Lynette Thomas brought to the teens of our district this past summer. I believe your heart will be wonderfully warmed. Thanks again, and let's lean in. the kitchen 
The birds have the whole sky to fly in. They can fly over the house, they can fly around the house, they can fly and sit in the trees and look down on the house. The sky is bright, it's open, it's light, it's airy, but yet the birds were drawn to the darkness of the doorway in my kitchen and flew into the house. And that wouldn't be a tremendous problem except for the fact that they panicked. Have you ever had a bird inside panic? They panicked and they couldn't find their way out. And once they realized that they were no longer in the open sky, they started frantically flying around the house. They were on my lampshades, they were flying upstairs, flying into the walls. My cat was going crazy. They were chirping really loud. It was like a very chaotic scene. And the birds were clearly distressed in the house. But in my family room, I have a very large window, several large windows that go all the way up to the ceiling, like 18 feet up. And the sun was shining through the window. So guess what the birds did? They flew to the window because they thought that they were gonna fly outside. And guess what happened when they flew to the window? Boom! They flew into the window and bounced back off the glass. It might as well have been a, a brick wall that they flew into. They could see the light. They could see the beautiful sky where they belong, but they were trapped in the house and couldn't reach it on their own. And so they just kept continuing to fly into the glass and bouncing off the glass. So we recognized that they needed a little help. So it was my son's idea to get the broomstick and to help them have a little perch and lead them to the door. Well, for the first bird, not a problem. He actually jumped on the broomstick and they slowly led him to the door and he flew out. Easy peasy. But the second bird, he actually panicked and flew further into the house, further into the darkness, into the kitchen. And that's the video you see. He's bouncing up on top of the couch. He actually was behind the picture up on the shelf. He flew further into the darkness. And then finally, when he got still, he saw the front door was open. And that's when he flew toward me and I panicked and dropped the phone and all that happened. So I thought about this situation and this leads me to the topic, my title of my message. Why do birds fly into dark places? I don't know. Why do birds fly into dark places? And so I thought about a little, the little birds and I thought about my own life and I thought about all of our lives really. And I thought about the fact that God has given us so many opportunities to fly free. We have the world at our fingertips. You know what it's called? The internet. If you want to learn a new language, you can learn it from the internet. If you want to see what Paris looks like, you've never been to Paris, you can just go on the internet and see tours of Paris and beautiful images of the whole city. If you want to learn how to cook, you can learn it from the internet. If you want to learn how to play the piano or the drums, guess what? You can learn it from the internet. If you want to learn the rules of soccer or baseball or how to perfect your sport, you can learn it from the internet. Are you guys in agreement? Yes. You can learn just about everything from the internet. We have the whole world at our fingertips. God has given us so many ways to enjoy ourselves. 
and to have a fulfilled life. We have so many things that can bring fun and energy and positive things in our lives, really just from our phone, just from our iPad, just from having access to the internet. But with all these positive experiences and all these positive resources, why do we fly into dark places? When, when I was a teenager, back in the 80s, there was no internet. I had no internet. My kids can't believe it. They were like, how did you communicate with each other? We called each other, or we went to each other's houses, but there was no internet. There was no email. I didn't have email. There was no iPhone or iPad. There was no I anything. It didn't <laughs> exist. The word meant application. There was no such thing as an app. But even with all of that that I was missing that you guys all have, I had a lot going for me. I had good grades. I had lots of friends. I had my driver's license. That was a really big thing in the 80s to have your driver's license. You could drive to the mall. That was like huge. I had my driver's license. I had a good job at the mall. I worked at JCPenney. Have any of you ever heard of JCPenney? That's where I worked. I had good parents. I had supportive family. Um, I had a supportive church family. I was accepted into a, a good college. Life was good. And I had great potential. But somehow I got caught up with the wrong guy. Now some of you have just graduated from high school. So I want you to particularly pay attention to this because you're right at that age where I was where I started making the wrong, wrong decisions. But I got caught up with the wrong guy. I was about 18 years old. Somebody I should not have been dating. And that was my entrance into a stream of bad decisions. And those bad decisions led to consequence after consequence after consequence. Now, I just told you everything I had going for me. And I made my college experience so much more difficult than it should have been. I stopped going to church. I didn't really have friends in college because I was lost. And I put on an identity that was not me. It wasn't me at all. I had everything going for me. And with all the positive things that I had happening to me when I left high school, why did I fly into dark places? I don't know. I can't really give you. I think it's a very complex answer as to why I flew into dark places. But what I can tell you is that Jesus brought me out of those dark places. Amen. And I want you to understand something. I was just like those little birds. When they saw the light from my family room window and they flew toward the light and they bounced off of it, they realized they couldn't get to the light on their own. They could just see the light. I was like that too. I could see people my age making good choices, doing good things, getting good grades, enjoying college, having healthy relationships. I could see people doing all of those things. They were the same age as me. But for some reason, I couldn't obtain it. I couldn't reach them. I was like bouncing off that glass thinking, why? Why can I not get back into the light? And so finally, after beating myself up for a long time and just beating myself down, really, just getting tired and tired of consequences, I got tired of being sad. Have you ever been sad? Yeah, I got tired of being sad. I got tired of being anxious. I got tired of being
belong. I was in a place where I didn't belong. The birds didn't belong in the house. They belonged outside in the sky. I didn't belong where I was. And so I was anxious and I was depressed and I got uncomfortable. And we should feel uncomfortable when we are someplace where we don't belong. The birds were uncomfortable in the house. And so just like the birds, when we are in a place where we don't belong, we are uncomfortable. And I believe that that is God's mercy so that we don't get comfortable in a place where we don't belong. But at some point I had to make an intelligent decision. How many of you know that we have a brain for a reason? <laughs> we can make decisions. We can make good decisions. But at some point I had to make an intelligent decision and I needed to decide what I wanted my life to look like from that point forward. I knew what yesterday held. I wasn't going back to yesterday. But what did I want my life to look like moving forward? Did I want to remain in the darkness, looking out the window at the light, and just being stuck there? I needed to decide, did I want to live in a continuous cycle of consequences and bad decisions? Did I want to always be emotionally unstable? Did I want to be sad and anxious and depressed because of my own decisions? And I decided that the direction that I was heading did not line up with the vision that I had for my life. How many of you have a vision for your life? You have plans, right? Well, the direction that I was heading was this way, but the vision that I had for my life was that way. So guess what I did? I changed direction. I changed direction. And you know what? It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. Here I was thinking that it was going to be so hard to change and so hard, you know, to make decisions or whatever, but it wasn't because as soon as I made up my mind, as soon as I made an intelligent decision that I no longer wanted to do the things that I was doing and go in the direction that I was going, Jesus was standing right there like, I was waiting for you all along. I was waiting for you all along. He was watching me going back and forth, just bouncing off that window, just bouncing off that window. And finally, when I got tired of bouncing off the window, and I finally said, that's enough, Jesus said, now I can show you the way out. And so what did I do? I ended the relationship that I had no business being in in the first place. That was the first thing. The second thing, I got focused. I got focused on my studies. I got focused on my mental health. I got focused on what I needed to do. I returned to church. That's a big one. A lot of teenagers stop going to church after they get to a certain age. They start working. They get busy. There's a lot of other distractions going on. I went back to church. I committed myself to God the best way that I knew how at 19, 20 years old. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't what I look like today. But I prayed to God and I clung to him the best way that I knew how. And you know what? God honored it. He honored that. And more importantly, I changed my attitude. I changed my perspective. I changed how I looked at myself. I changed how I looked at others. And changing attitude makes a huge difference in this life. And I gotta tell you that God, he met me where I was. He really did. And he was kind and gracious and patient. And you know what he didn't say? I told you not to do He never said that to me. Have your parents ever said that to you? 
Jesus never said that to me. He didn't say, I told you not to do so and so. You shouldn't have been there in the first place. You should. Jesus never, ever did that. You know what he did? He loved me. He forgave me. He said, now let me show you how to better do this. And he pointed me in the direction of where I should go. And he allowed me to learn from my mistakes. We learn from our mistakes. We don't have to wallow in our mistakes. We can learn from our mistakes. In fact, mistakes are like stepping stones. And so he healed me from bad decisions. He healed me from scars. We pick up scars when we are living in consequence. And he gave me new ideas. He gave me new thoughts. He, made, he gave me a new way of looking at myself. He gave me a new way of looking at him. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to look at God. He showed me how to look at God. I think we call it love. He taught me how to love him. Isn't that your theme for the week? Loving God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. He showed me how to love him. And he showed me how to love myself. If you love yourself, you will not continue to put yourself in harm's way. And then he showed me how to love others. It was a process. It didn't happen overnight. I can't tell you that on the day that I started changing my thought, that all of a sudden I love God and I love myself and I love my neighbor. No, this was a process. It was like step one. You got to start from beginning. And as I grew with Jesus, as I walked with him, as I grew up, as I developed, he showed me how to love people and how to treat people. And I just want to tell you, I never felt judged by God. Sometimes I felt like he was wishing me to be better. I think he was challenging me. You know, you can do better than this. You can, you can come up from this. You don't, you don't have to stay at this level anymore. So I always felt challenged by him to do better and to be better and to be stronger and to be wiser. But he was always gentle with me, always compassionate, always attentive. Do you know that God doesn't go to sleep? How many of you think that God goes to sleep? He's always awake. If you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and want to talk to God, guess what? He's awake. He was always attentive. He was always available. And I found out along the way that I could tell him anything. Things that I didn't want to talk about with anybody, I didn't want to share. I could always tell Jesus. I could be clear. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't drag up my past. Jesus does not drag up your past. He is present with you right now. Wherever you are today, that's where he is with you. And so I was so grateful and thankful for him and who he is. And one day I realized I do love the Lord with all of my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength. I love him with everything. And it took me some while, but when I figured it out, I was like, Lord, I'm all in there with you. I'm all in. And I recognize that I can't do this life without him. This life does not work for me without Jesus. And he has taught me over time, and he continues to teach me how to love people. That's like, it's so important. Loving people is so important. So that is my story. And I just want to ask you a couple questions. And you don't have to raise your hand unless you want to. But have any of you ever flown into dark places? You're not alone. 
And I know there's more hands, but you don't, you don't have to raise your hands because I just want you to ask yourself personally, have you ever flown into dark places? I'll tell you what dark places look like. Have you ever been in the wrong friend group? That can be a dark place. Sometimes we want so much to be accepted or included. We want friends. You know, we don't want to be on the outside. And so we will do things that are below our personal standards. You know, we'll make some decisions. We'll change our identity a little bit just to be included in the group. It is a dark place. The wrong friend group is a dark place. Have you ever got stuck treating people around you poorly because you were just in a bad space? Has that ever happened to you? You're just in a bad space and you're just mean. You're mean to mom and dad. You're mean to brother and sister. You're mean to friends at school. You're mean to the teacher. You're mean, you're just mean. You're upset, you're in a dark place. That is a dark place. Treating people poorly because of where you are. Have you ever looked down on other people to make yourself feel better? That's a dark place. Have you ever viewed things on your device, your phones, your iPads, your computers, that are detrimental to your well-being? Things that you know are not good for your eyes or your ears, things that you would not be proud to show to other people, like your parents or your pastor, and you view things on your device, and you keep viewing these things on your device, and before you knew it, you're always viewing things on your device. That is a dark place. That's a dark place. Have you picked up bad habits that are unhealthy for your body, for your soul? Physically, they're not good for you. That's a dark place. Have you ever been lost in depression? I have read that teenage depression is on the rise. Have you ever been lost in depression? Have you ever felt anxious? You just wake up and you're anxious. You don't know why you're anxious, and you're anxious throughout the day, and nothing's really triggering it. You're just generally anxious. Yeah, that's a dark place. Well, you are not alone in dark places, and you don't have to stay in dark places. I am a witness that Jesus will help you get out of dark places. Amen. Everybody goes through dark places. Amen. Adults, we don't have it all together. We still, as adults, go through dark places. But you are not alone. I don't want you to ever feel like, this is where I am. This is how it's always going to be. I'm never gonna get out of here. I'm frantically flying around. I can see the light through the window. I'm never gonna be able to attain it. That is a lie. That is a lie. One of the problems with the little birds that were flying around in my house is that they panicked. We can make some bad decisions when we're desperate. They panicked and they wouldn't be still. They were flying all over the place. They were flying into walls. They were flying into each other. They were all over the place. They were upstairs, downstairs. And it wasn't until that little bird got still on the kitchen countertop or eyelid, whatever it was, cabinet, that he could actually see that the front door was wide open once he got still. And then he went for it. He went straight for it. So what is the lesson to us? If you are in a dark place, or you get caught in a dark place, be still. Be still. Don't make rash decisions. Catch your breath. Calm yourself. 
and then talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. If you don't know where you are, I'm just completely lost. I feel like I'm in darkness. I can't even see my hand in front of my face. I don't know where I am. Tell Jesus, I don't know where I am right now. And you know what? He will shine a light in, and let you see where you are. He's not going to leave you alone. Just get still and let the Lord show you the open door. When you get still and you calm yourself and when you take a breath and you release it all to Jesus, it's amazing how clear things will become in your life. Does anybody agree with that? Amen. That is my message for today. I'm here to tell you that I am no longer in a dark place. I am standing in the light of Jesus. And I feel his love. I feel his presence. And that's something that I pray for all of you. Let's bow our heads for a minute. Lord, we thank you for these beautiful people sitting in this room. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed them with the opportunity to be here at teen camp with friends and wonderful, supportive leaders. Lord, I ask you to meet them where they are right now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to touch them. I ask you to encourage them. I ask you, Lord, to comfort them. I ask you, Lord, to give them hope for those that are feeling hopeless, Lord. I ask you to give them joy today. I ask you to give them friends. If they're feeling lonely, we ask you, Lord, to put good influences around them. Let them know that they are not alone. And Lord, if they are in a dark place, open the door and let them see the light. Show them the way out. Let them know that they don't have to stay where they are. There is a door that will lead them out up to the light, and the door is Jesus Christ, Lord. And Lord, let them remind them that they can talk to you anytime, any place, anywhere, and they can tell you anything. And you will never reject them, you will never judge them, you will never disappoint them. You will always be there to hold their hand, to listen to what they have to say. You are ready to heal them, to make them whole. We give you praise, Lord. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, I thank you for taking part in listening to an Open Door podcast. Let's remember in Revelation that the Lord spoke to the church at Philadelphia and said, I have placed before you an open door. Let's be sure to be good stewards of an open door. And let's walk through it that the Lord might gain glory from our story for his name. I pray that your day will be amazingly graced. And just remember, Jesus cares.